to the Focus on Women Veterans podcast, which is an effort between the seven VA healthcare systems within the Midwest, known as the Veteran Integrated Service Network, or VISN 15. Every VA healthcare system has a Women's Veteran Program Manager who can help you in accessing the healthcare services you deserve. To find the Women Veteran Program Manager for your area, you can call the Women's Call Center at 1-855-829-6636. Now please continue listening to the following podcast focusing on women veterans. Hey guys, Jennifer here for another talk about pregnancy. Today's topic is all about breastfeeding. Now I could talk about breastfeeding for days. I am very passionate about it. I have breastfed two children, both experiencing a lot of issues, which I will share with you later, but I am so passionate because I didn't have anybody educating me on breastfeeding. And if I knew what I knew now, I would have done things a lot differently. So let's jump right in. We all know by now that breastfeeding is what is best for mom and baby. But why is that? For mom, you will heal heal faster after birth. You will have increased protection against some cancers and diabetes. You will reduce your risk of postpartum depression. You can lose that pregnancy weight faster and save time and money when compared to using formula. Now, babies get antibodies, anti-cancer agents, growth factors, enzymes, disease-fighting stem cells, hormones, antiviruses, anti-allergy, anti-parasites, the list goes on and on, but they get it all from mom's breast milk. This will decrease the baby's chance of having diarrhea, colic, spit up, asthma, allergies, ear infections, colds, the list goes on and on. Breastfed babies are at a lower risk of having SIDS or sudden infant death syndrome, and it does lower the chance of obesity and developing some childhood cancers as well. Holy cow, right? (laughs) Well, now that we know why we should breastfeed, let's talk more about how breast milk is actually made and released from the body. Now, I feel very strongly that if you understand how something works, you'll understand why you need to do what you need to do. So I like to keep this very simple. There are two hormones associated with breastfeeding, oxytocin and prolactin. Oxytocin is the hormone that releases the breast milk, basically tells the body to let the milk down. So how do you stimulate oxytocin? Well, it's breast massage and nipple stretching. So baby will naturally do this for you when latched correctly. The nipple will be stretched in the baby's mouth and they often massage mama's breast with their little hands. This will tell the body to produce the oxytocin, which then signals the breast to let down the milk and it will come out to feed the baby. Now, the second hormone is prolactin. This is the hormone that tells the body how much breast milk to make. So how do we stimulate prolactin? This is from nipple stimulation or sucking. So when the baby is latched and after they have stretched the nipple into place, they begin to suck. This stimulates the prolactin. So the longer the baby nurses for will determine how much milk your body will make, essentially. It really is demand and then supply. So how do you know when to feed the baby? You will hear people say that you need to feed the baby every two hours. Now that is very important. We want to make sure that you're feeding the baby at least every two hours. 
but really it's all about watching for the baby's feeding cues. So the best time to feed the baby is actually when the baby appears to be asleep, their eyes are closed, but their eyes are moving rapidly underneath their closed eyelids. That is the best time to pick the baby up, put the baby to the breast, and start a feeding. Some other very early feeding cues are they're stirring, they're opening their mouth, they might be turning their head side to side, and all of that can be done with their eyes still closed. They may still appear that they're sleeping. So it's really important that you watch for those feeding cues so that you can feed the baby as often as the baby is ready. A lot of newborn babies feed in a more continuous pattern. So this means that you may have the baby to the breast every 30 minutes, every 45 minutes, or every hour. Every baby's a little bit different. What's most important is that you watch for those feeding cues and follow those feeding cues for what your baby is asking for. You'll also hear things like, never wake a sleeping baby. Well, that's not the case. A lethargic baby is actually a hungry baby. So like we discussed earlier, the more that you put the baby to the breast, the more your body will produce the right amount of milk, the faster your milk will come in. So let's talk about one of my personal experiences with this. So with my daughter, she, you know, latched pretty well, um, but her problem was she was just very lethargic. So she wasn't really sucking and she would just fall asleep at the breast. Now I was only putting her to the breast every two hours because that's what I was told instead of watching for her feeding cues. So over the first couple of days, she became more and more lethargic and she would not wake up at all to feed. I actually ended up in the ER with her um, and had to give her some formula, but that was enough to get her woken up and feeling better to really start nursing. So if I would have known and understand what the feeding cues were and that I really need to be putting her to the breast more often, we would have avoided that whole lethargic situation. Here's a little tip for you. If you do find that your baby is really lethargic, just wake the baby up, stimulate the baby before putting the baby to the breast, especially if you find that they're falling asleep at the breast often. Ways that you can do this, you can change their diaper, you can get them completely undressed and do skin to skin, you can tickle their feet, tickle their face, just really get them kind of awake and alert to see if they will um, actually suck better while they're breastfeeding and not fall asleep. So now that we know when to feed the baby, how do you actually breastfeed a baby? Well, it's pretty simple. Mom and baby are born with the ability to do breastfeeding. But I'm going to give you a couple of tips to make it easier on the both of you. So first thing, you want to get the baby chest to chest or tummy to tummy, meaning that you want the baby's body to be completely turned towards your body so their stomach or chest is touching your stomach or chest. Bring that baby in really close to you and tuck their legs around your side. You can hold your breast with one hand and hold the baby's head and body with your other hand. You will then position the baby's nose to the nipple so that the baby needs to reach up slightly to latch onto the nipple. Now you're going to want the baby's mouth to open up very wide like they're yawning, a really big wide open mouth. 
will allow the baby to get as much of the nipple into the mouth as possible. Baby's chin should then be pressed firmly onto the breast. If you are struggling to get the baby to open their mouth up really wide, you can always express a little bit of milk onto the nipple, put it underneath their nose to get them to give you that big open wide mouth. Now, things you want to watch for. You want to make sure that the baby's upper lip and bottom lip are flared outward and not tucked under. You want them to kind of look like a fish, if you will. So if those lips are flared outward, then they will have a better seal around the nipple and they won't have any leaking or air. If the baby is latched properly, their cheek will be nice and rounded and you won't have any um, dimpling or... um, you know, it won't look like their cheek is being sucked in. And you'll also see movement back at their ear, not at their chin. Now, if you feel any um, pinching or sharpness on your nipple, the baby probably isn't latched properly, and they probably need to get a deeper latch. So you can always stick your pinky in the baby's mouth to release that suction and then relatch the baby on. It may take a couple of times for you and baby to practice practice this to get it right, but just stick with it. You can do it. So one of the biggest questions I get is how do you know that baby's actually getting enough milk? So for example, day one, first day the baby is born, the baby's stomach is actually only the size of a marble. So it's really, really small, right? Now, the first couple of days, you will actually produce colostrum. So you won't have that full mature milk in yet until about three or four. But day one through three, you'll have the yellow colostrum. And that is really packed full of so many things that that is really all that baby needs the first couple of days. Again, what is most important is that you're putting the baby to the breast as often as you can. So by day three, baby's stomach has already grown to the size of a ping pong ball. And then by day 10, their stomach is the size of a large chicken egg. So often I hear mamas say in the first couple of days, oh, I want to give formula to the baby because they're hungry. They're crying all the time. They don't seem satisfied after a feeding. Well, again, what's really important is just putting the baby to the breast often and when they're at those early signs of feeding cues. If you wait until the baby is crying or upset, that's really a late sign and they're not going to latch properly. They're not going to feed properly. One of the best ways to know if baby is getting enough is to look at their diapers. On day one, they need to have one wet diaper and one dirty diaper. On day two, two wets, two dirties. Day three, three wets, three dirties, and so on. If you ever have any concerns about the baby and breastfeeding, please contact your pediatrician, your OB provider, or a lactation consultant near you. So let's talk about pumping for a minute. As I mentioned in previous episodes, the VA will provide you with a double electric breast pump. It is very important that you make sure that the pump has the parts that are the correct size for you. What I'm talking about is the flange that actually um, touches the nipple when you are using the pump. If you're unsure on how to size yourself, you can always check with the manufacturer of that pump. Um, All of the big name pumps have a guide on their website that you can look at to see what size um, flange that you need for your breast pump. 
This is very important because if you have a size that is too small or too big, you could actually um, hurt yourself and cause yourself a lot of pain during pumping. I have a lot of moms that ask me, you know, when do I pump? What's the best time to pump? How often should I pump? And how long should I pump? Now, all of the answers to those questions are really going to be tailored to you. But what I like to generally tell people is this. The first couple of days, it's most important to get that baby to the breast. So I wouldn't stress too much about using your pump unless there's some kind of reason that the baby is um, not sucking or not latching well, then you'll definitely want to go ahead and use the pump so that you can stimulate those hormones that we talked about earlier. But if the baby is really doing a decent job at latching and sucking, then really you just need to put the baby to the breast and don't worry about the pump the first couple of days. Now, if you're going to be returning back to school or work, or you want to have some kind of stash of breast milk in the freezer for somebody else to feed the baby, then you can start um, pumping whenever you'd like. I generally recommend if you're going to do a pumping session, do it after your morning um, feeding with the baby. Your breasts are the fullest in the morning time. So usually the baby will nurse in the morning and won't completely empty your breasts. So that's a really great time to go ahead and put the pump on, do a 15 minute session and get the rest of the milk out and continue to stimulate those hormones. Now, even if you only pump one time a day for an entire month, you're going to have 30 bags of breast milk already. And that's a ton of breast milk. So don't stress about having this huge freezer full of breast milk. You will have enough if you do that method. I would also recommend as the baby gets older, if the baby skips a feeding for whatever reason, then go ahead and use your pump and pump for that feeding instead of putting the baby to the breast. And that's because any time that you don't empty your breast, you're telling your body that you don't need that milk. So if you want to keep up the same milk supply that you have, you'll have to either put the baby to the breast or use a pump. Now this also goes for when the baby starts to sleep through the night. So you may need to add a pumping session overnight and you may not have to either. Everybody is just a little bit different in their breastfeeding journey and what works for them. So it is recommended that you exclusively breastfeed for the first six months of life and then continue with solid foods and breast milk until at least one year of age. Like I said before, everybody's breastfeeding journey is different. And even every baby that you breastfeed that experience is going to be different. So try not to compare yourself to others or your past experiences and just relax and enjoy this current breastfeeding journey with your new baby. So if you have any questions or have any problems or just want some general education about breastfeeding, please contact your maternity care coordinator at your local VA. They can get you in touch with the lactation counselor at the VA or provide you with the information to receive those services in the community. I want to thank you for listening today and I hope that this was helpful to you. I wish you well during your journey and I want to thank you for your service.